All views expressed on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast are those of the hosts and should not be construed as an endorsement by sponsors or employees of the hosts regarding anything said today. Previously on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast... I'm not sure I have a previously on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. I think I have an Urban Meyer quote here. First of all, you can do no wrong for the next... Shall, no, that's okay. <laughs> Shall I press it and see if this is Urban Meyer or if this yeah. is us? No, press Let's it. Let's see. Maybe it's Urban. Press your luck. I'm still very opposed to spring. Urban. Spring won't happen. You know, there, I don't I don't see any probability of actually having a spring season. I've talked to many colleagues and... The reality is that you would have to change the fall the following 2021 season and the chance of putting two seasons in one calendar year you know that that conversation is going to have to stop because that that won't happen there we go so i went to we'll the, see i had my annual physical yesterday Ooh, okay went, went to visit my doctor and we were talking and uh he said you know this isn't going away I mean, COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. So 2021, 2020. Yeah. We're going to be dealing with this. It's a virus. We're all going to be dealing with mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And so uh, why you're not playing? I agree with uh, Urban in the fact that there's it makes no sense to have anything in the spring. Uh, if it's not safe in October or and it's safe in November, they can't justify that. If Apparently, it's okay to play indoors in basketball in November, but you can't play football in October. And so, it's okay yeah. to be at a restaurant at fifty percent capacity, but it's uh, well, without a mask. But it's not okay to be outside at a soccer game at twenty percent capacity. That's unless you have a mask. You wear a mask when you get up and go to the bathroom. Yeah, because at six <laughs> feet, the virus is so much I, more virulent I'm, than it is when you're sitting right. down at three and a half feet. I don't want to make. I'm not trying to make. Uh, light. Here we go again. We're not. Yeah, we're not. I, I'm not trying to make light of no, it. No, 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 no. But your I'm, doctor said it's it's here to stay. It's there might be, be a vaccine soon. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. And so you know, uh, maybe that's what they're hoping for. I don't know. But to, to play in the spring is is ludicrous. To start in January is ludicrous. In my opinion, either you play or you don't play. What is Just the point of playing in January if the great players aren't going to play and if it's more like a as Nick Saban said, and as Urban says in another quote, it's more of a JV season. Yeah. It's not that it wouldn't have use and utility. It would. It would help Jack Miller and C.J. Stroud and the young guys develop. And, you know, the guys who are draft eligible but not see, not. Justin no. Fields, and it'd give them more tape for the NFL. Like the Steelers GM said yesterday, they evaluate guys differently who play. Yeah. So I guess there's value in it, but... Kevin Colbert is the Steelers GM that you refer to. Yeah. And Kevin uh, certainly must be a listener of the Spielman and Hooley podcast well, because if you recall, is. when this first came out yeah. and I made calls around the league, mm -hmm. I have called Kevin in the past. This time I did not call Kevin but he concurs with every other league official or league administrator or colleague of mine in the analyst world that if it's a tie, they're certainly going to take the guy that has played most recently. Sure. I've, we've said that uh, from day one, and the Big Ten doesn't care. They don't care. That's clear to me. That, that doesn't make any difference about where these kids are going to get drafted. That's not on their radar. There's no interest in that. 
their interest, for whatever reason, is to continually not communicate. Just tell us what is going on. It's so... um this is the thing I'm most frustrated about as we continue down this road of rumor and silence. It's rumor publicly. Hey, there's a vote coming. Oh, it's just October crazy. 10th. Harbaugh says it can be ready in two weeks. Buckeyes are practicing. That means something. They must know something. That's the rumor and the innuendo. And the silence is from the Big Ten side. Nothing. Not a zippo zilch on just give these guys a clear picture, please. Yeah. Give Justin Fields a clear picture, whether Justin Fields should be out there practicing like he was yesterday or whether he shouldn't go out there because, as you and I well know, you're a Viking fan, your brother Rick's the GM, bad things can happen to football players in non-contact practices. Yeah. A bad thing happened to Teddy Bridgewater, impacted his career. A bad thing happened to Von Miller yesterday. Yeah, you don't want it. Yeah. Bad it, things can happen it, when it, big men exert themselves physically at any point in time, they don't have to be hit. So if there's not a season in October, if I'm Justin Fields, what I do is continue as much to get as much schooling in as I can. Or and if I do it all online, I mean I'm sure there's the option at Ohio State to do it all online. I go to Florida or Georgia or wherever. I get as many guys possible that have been impacted by this, many Ohio State players as possible, and I start training for the NFL. Because the message is this. We're not playing Big Ten. It's not important enough for us as institutions, and that's perfectly right. They're in a position to make that decision. Mm -hmm. They have the right to choose. But you need to make a decision one way or another. I, I don't care what the decision is. Just make a decision so you stop playing with these guys me mentally. Absolutely. That's because, the thing they yeah. can, The most honorable thing they can do is just own it. Own it. We're, our medical experts say January safe, plan in January. We're going to go in late November. We're going to go in March. Just make a decision and let these kids know what they're dealing just with. That, that's all you have to do. I mean, enough of the... Of the January thing. Uh, I know Pat Forty wrote an article about the uh, January thing with uh, the Pac-12 uh, teaming up with the Big Ten. Nobody's going to be interested in that. There's just It's just not going to happen. And pretty soon, um, I don't know what's going to happen with the SEC or the American Conference. I know some Big 12 games got uh, canceled or rescheduled, but they're trying. And yeah, they're trying TCU to reschedule. And they're trying to do that. Yeah. And that's not, that's not an issue. At least they're trying. And they're not putting anybody at any risk. There have been 26,000 tests, positive cases of college kids. Maybe this Positive tests. Positive tests. I know, I know you saw this study or this data it. or this statistic. Yeah. Zero. Zero hospitalizations. Zero. Zero, Zero hospitalizations. hospitalizations. And so, you know, you, there's, yeah, you have to be able to adjust during this time. Sure, okay, we can't play this week. We have plenty of time. If we're only having eight games, we have weeks in there we can make this up. Or if we don't have to make it up. But at least give it a shot. And go back to that Theodore Roosevelt quote. Those in the arena whose faces are marred in, uh, by dust and blood. And if they fail, they fail while daring greatly. So they'll never be amongst those cold, timid souls that don't know the difference between victory or defeat. Big Ten right now. Because you have more data. That says out of the 26,000 positive cases in college students, zero hospitalizations, do you not think it's at least, at the very least, 
worth a try. Now, since you're in a position of power, you're in a position to make a decision. Mm -hmm. If you think it's still too risky, fine. You're in that position. Make a decision. Yeah. Stop um, going in a win like a kite back and forth, yeah. back and forth. Make a decision to give these guys direction. If I were a player uh, right now, and if I don't get a decision, I, I have to put a timeline on it. If I don't get a decision by Friday, I got to go. I gotta not, go. I'm sorry. I have to go. I cannot do this to myself. I got to go start training for the NFL because the Big Ten decision, If I'm let's just use Justin Fields, the Big Ten's decision has automatically uh, put me behind the eight ball. It took away the opportunity for me to show that I'm better than Trevor Lawrence and maybe I could be the number one pick overall, which has a tremendous impact on my future, my family's future. You are determining that it's not worth the risk for me to play. I have to make the determination that I need to say that, okay, I'm really sorry that I only had one year to play at Ohio State, but I have to make the determination that it's not worth the risk for me to play in January. It's not worth the risk to play for, uh, at Thanksgiving when nothing counts, mm -hmm. nothing matters. It's just not worth the risk. And anybody that plays, I think, would be making a huge mistake if they play them, Bruce. I really do. You know, to those who are fearful of COVID-19, it is your right, and we don't mean to at all dismiss that. And I, many of you may be saying, hey, there's a kid uh, in uh, California, Pennsylvania, yeah, who passed away, son of a former Pittsburgh Steeler. Stevens was his name, by um, the way. Jam Jamar, I believe, Stevens. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, what about that, guys? This is, and I will say, that's tragic. It's terrible. We never want, just whether it was the, the young man at uh, Maryland or uh, Rashidi Wheeler at Northwestern, you, no one should lose their life playing football. And I'm not going to dismiss it and say it happens. But I will say that that has happened, so that gives people something to react to. What has not happened yet is an injury in a practice that is a practice that's just on the if-come. Mm -hmm. A Michigan kid tears an ACL, a Justin Fields gets injured, a Josh Myers, a Wyatt Davis, something like that. Because that's, to Justin Fields, an injury at this point in time would be catastrophic. Also, the indecision has hurt Justin Fields in that if Justin Fields knew the Big Ten wasn't going to play until March or January... Because Jamie Newman, the Wake Forest transfer, has opted out at uh, Georgia, Georgia needs a quarterback. Mm -hmm. And I know Kirby Smart would welcome Justin Fields back. And you say, well, you know, uh, it's not about Justin Fields being, you know, having no allegiance to Ohio State. Uh, the Big Ten has put Justin Fields in a position where Justin Fields has to look out for himself. And he's competing, as Chris said, with Trevor Lawrence and the kid from North Dakota State for top quarterback in the draft. And Certainly the NFL teams would rather see him play a 12-game season in the SEC than see him play not at all. So it's just Kevin Warren, I... Uh, it's almost too late for him to transfer, though. Yeah, Bruce, I mean, it, but, it, but it, had it, they made the, August 11th right. when they made their decision? Yeah. We're not playing until January. You guys want to go transfer? We're going to... Your eligibility is immediate. You go look. You go find. Yeah. You go You go take a loan out. Pay your own way. Whatever. Be the greatest walk-on in college football history. They owed these guys a definitive decision. They owed them a definitive decision, and they yeah. still have not made one. I mean, they've been dithering around for three weeks. So, well, and that's the the thing that his development is being slowed because you talk about him practicing; he's not practicing at the level that he needs to practice at. He's not getting in coverage reads. He's not getting blitz pickup. He's not developing timing with receivers. He's not getting anything that he needs. You cannot, 
You cannot duplicate the practice speed that Ohio State practices during game week. You cannot duplicate playing games. And so they are making a conscious decision to hinder this kid's development, to go back from the kid at the University of California, Pennsylvania, that passed away from COVID complications. Mm -hmm. People are going to get sick. There's going to be tragedy, whether you play or you don't play. It's just the way it is. That's what we're dealing with. That's life. People uh, unfairly get cancer. People unfairly get COVID. People unfairly have to deal with tragedy every single day. How many people in this country die a day? Thousands. Thousands, right? Yeah. And it's unfair, but it happens. So then the conscious decision has to be made. Do I want to take that risk? And, and, and for me, look, I'm starting to travel this week. I respect COVID. I respect the hell out of COVID. I understand. And I take it my responsibility uh, very seriously about when I travel and how I'm going to do it. And my responsibility, as uh, people say, to protect others. I talked to my doctor. I've talked. We have COVID people traveling with us on Fox. Uh, every um, plat or location we're going to be, I have to do a mandatory uh, self-checkup every single day. I have to send an email in. I have to be aware of any symptoms. I take it seriously. If I have a symptom, as much as I love my job, I won't go because I will not uh, put anybody in harm's way that might be uh, susceptible. But to stop living life and to stop giving people an opportunity over something that overwhelmingly data speaks to itself that there is risk involved, yes, but let me choose whether I take that risk or not and have enough faith in me to be responsible. You cannot sit here and dictate to tell me how to continually live my life. It's just ridiculous. It's got to stop. And, and to destroy the Big Ten season with the data that's available, to destroy it yeah. is mind-numbing to me. I don't understand. Why. Just give it a shot. Then if you have, okay, you have 60 kids break out. Well, we know out of the 26,000 tests, there are zero kids hospitalized. You have 60 kids break out, fine. They quarantine for uh whatever, five days until they have two positive tests. It's uh, it's really frustrating. Uh, Clemson starts the season Saturday against Wake. Uh, SEC on track to start end of the month. High school's playing. I've covered two high school football games. Are you going this week? Uh, I'm not. Uh, my wife asked me to keep Friday clear, so I kept Friday You might Friday have some uh, work around the house. <laughs> the newly found out work around maybe, the house. Maybe. <laughs> to do. Maybe so. You never uh, know when these home projects will crop up. <laughs> Welcome Very good, to, sir. Very welcome good. Welcome to a uh, September 9th edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. We're happy to have you with us. You can send us a mess message on Facebook Messenger. You can tweet us. We'll try to get to your question. Chris is headed to San Francisco where he'll see uh, Arizona Cardinals and the uh, 49ers. Niners, yes. And you'll see Kyler Murray and his newly minted wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. How about that contract? With uh, Larry Fitzgerald. And a, I like the a kid uh, named uh, Kenyon, not Kenyon, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Yeah, from, it was a midseason claim from the and, Dolphins, I believe. And, just, and man, did he come through. Yeah, he lit it up. Yeah. Uh, they have a really good player in Christian Kirk, a third wide receiver that you know because you follow the Cardinals yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yep, yep. yep. Texas A&M yeah, product Texas out of Scottsdale, out of Scottsdale, yeah. Arizona. High school kid Really good player. They have a revamped defense. Jordan Phillips comes over from Buffalo as an interior defense tackle. Had nine sacks last year. Uh, and I am so looking forward to seeing Kyler Murray play. 
And Nick I thought Bo- he was and very, Nick Bosa chase him. Yeah, and Nick Bosa. But all I mean, the 49ers are, are you know two minutes away from winning a Super Bowl, right? And, They're and, the number three team in the ESPN NFL power ratings. So it's, three. what is it? Uh, Chiefs, Baltimore, 49ers? Chiefs, Baltimore, yeah. 49ers. Good good on you. Yeah. And so, I look, I, I think the 49ers are a really good team. But I, I just, you know, the beautiful thing about the NFL, though, Bruce, I mean, you can go from being bad to being good. Like the Cardinals, I think, were 6-10. and 10, mm-hmm. But you know that they can be good this year. Because one thing that people don't know about, they set a franchise record last year of averaging five yards per carry. That's wow. pretty good, That's right? That's very good. And so that's what their offense is. Everybody thought that Cliff Kingsbury um, air raid yeah. from Texas Tech, right? Well, Cliff has come in and is the Cardinals were number two in rushing offense last year. Not many people would think that if you think of Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray. Uh, the other uh, interesting thing, and I want to bring this up. I don't know what you think of Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. I think he's excellent. I think his players respond to him, and I think he is a tremendous play caller. I think he's in the top four play callers in the league. Wow. Behind my number one play uh, play caller is Shanahan, okay, and my number two, and it's really close behind Shanahan, is Sean Payton. I think Sean okay. Payton calls a great game. Okay, uh, Kingsbury at Texas Tech didn't win big, but that's a hard place to win big. Oh yeah. Just, uh, in they, that league, it's a very hard place to win. Yeah, it's, have you ever been to Lubbock? I have not. Okay. It's one of the few outposts <laughs> I have not been to. Uh, yeah. Uh, some other NFL headlines. Chase Young will start ahead of Ryan Kerrigan with the Washington Redskins. Montez Sweat is their other defensive end. I guess they must feel like Ryan Kerrigan's uh, better in fewer with yes. fewer snaps. Well, they've invested the past two years, number one picks and mm-hmm. two pass rushing defensive ends. And Montez Sweat, I believe, is from Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Chase Young. Uh, look, Ryan has had a great career. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan was an awesome player at Purdue. I know you remember that. Ohio and- State fans remember Ryan Kerrigan. <laughs> believe me, he owned Ohio State. And he's been a really good pro. He's had some injury issues, and I think what they're looking to use Ryan in is more as a uh, spot duty Mm-hmm. Uh, really good pass rusher, so he's kind of maybe in at the part of his career where he's transitioning into that that pass rush type of guy. Uh, the Washington football team with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback and Chase Young at defensive end. ESPN rates uh, next to last in its power ratings. Got to be uh, Jackson. Only, only the Jaguars. Yeah. Yes, if anybody's still left on that roster, uh, the Jaguars are worse. The Bengals are thirtieth. I think the Bengals are way too high. Well, too high is at thirty or too no, low. No, like mean I mean, low? like they have them. To they should be they should be lower. They should be in the low twenties. Yeah, I think low twenties is probably yeah. fair. But I and again, no, the thing you never know, and everything points to this not happening. I I just don't know how rookie quarterbacks are going to respond. I just don't know. I have no idea how they're going to respond. Uh, healthy A.J. Green, I guess he, Zach Taylor said he's going to be full goal. I know that A.J., like all wide receivers, are dealing with uh, hamstring issues, which... They're all they're, dealing they're, with... It. You could eliminate the word hamstring. They're, they're so a wide many, receiver, they're dealing with issues. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the all, all the 49er wide receivers that yeah. they had missed practice. I'm looking because I'm focusing on the Cardinals and 49ers. All the Cardinal wide receivers that they've had missed practice. I bet Fitz is healthy. Yeah, he is. Fitz well, is but, an animal. But they take care. I mean, you know, he has yeah. veteran days off. But I think that 
is a byproduct of having these virtual workouts and OTAs. It, they're, they're just not the same. Then all of a sudden you come into training camp. It reminds me of when I was uh, in training camp um, back in the late 80s, right? My first rookie training camp. I can't tell you how many wide receivers were pulling hamstrings left and right because they just didn't train properly. Uh, I can tell you, uh, since COVID hit, uh, the virtual workouts are not working for me. I've put on some weight. I'd like really? to take it off. Oh, yeah. I've, take, I've put on some weight. Well, I'll I give down, you some manual labor to do. I was do. down <laughs> about 175, and I'm not there anymore. Um, I feel we'll get awful. Back. I don't, can't. Don't, 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 don't. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. We'll can take you care fix, of it. fix my issue? I think I can fix your Before issue. I go home? I think I can. Okay. Yes. Don't be giving too many hints here, or I won't be able to. <laughs> Uh, a little more NFL, then I want to transition back to a few college things as it concerns Ohio State. Um, Browns are rated 19th in the ESPN Power Ratings. New tackles, Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills from Georgia, but he's playing a different position, left tackle as opposed to right. Mm -hmm. Browns at the Ravens. What's well, a test right the, off the uh, get-go, isn't Ravens it? Ravens are, uh, Lamar Jackson is 5-4, and four, reigning MVP Lamar Jackson, who I still don't believe in his sustainability, but we differ on that. Mm -hmm. Ravens are 5-4 and four when Lamar Jackson rushes for less than 70 yards. In your opinion, is that the key to beating the Baltimore Ravens? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think when you look at the Ravens, we talked about how the Arizona Cardinals were number one in rushing offense mm -hmm. next to the Baltimore Ravens. So the Arizona Cardinals were number two at five yards a carry. The Baltimore Ravens were number one at 5.6 yards a carry. And uh, just Ohio State sidebar, John Harbaugh is really high on J.K. Dobbins. So I look for J.K. to get a number of carries for the Ravens. And like most uh, teams in the NFL, there are – two or three backs that they rotate in there. And when you brought that's why I thought that JK was such a great pick and and why it was important for him, even though maybe he got frustrated at times last year when he was out of the game by halftime because he could have set all kind of records. I mean just of course he could. What, what, but he did he, set a single season yeah, rushing record. He's quite, I mean he's going to be uh uh, more useful, mm -hmm. and he'll thank Ohio State later because, you know, those running backs in the shelf life of those guys, yep. as we see when running backs are complaining about contracts all the time, and it and they have a right to complain, but they don't have the data to back up their point. Uh, Brown signed Kareem Hunt, two-year, $13 million. I, I love it. I think I, they're getting him cheap. I think they're being generous to him. Because you don't know when he's going to blow up off the field. That's a fair yeah. concern with him. He's even had a few things in Cleveland. Uh, but if he's the Kansas City Kareem Hunt, that's a big bargain. Well, he's... he's Look, the running back... He shares carries with Nick Chubb, so back to your freshness yeah, angle for back, both those I guys. I mean, you have to have those guys. You, uh, I mean, I look at uh, uh, the 49ers, right? The 49ers have Raheem Mostert who wasn't even a starter last year. Tevin Coleman was the starter. Now they're getting back Jarrett McKinnon, who's been out for two years. Those are three guys that are pretty good. When you have maximum competition, you get max productivity. Why do you think the Lions, who have carry-on Josh, and they drafted DeAndre Swift, why in the world would the Lions sign Adrian Peterson? I mean, that Change run, of pace, yeah. fresh, fresh yeah. keep them all fresh. And that position yeah. is brutal, Bruce. It's brutal to yeah. play that position. Oh, Those man. guys take shots that are unbelievable. I mean, the admiration that I have for running backs 
in this league. Look, I took a lot of shots in my day, but not like running backs, man. Yeah, I know. Running back, it's everybody go get them. Linebacker, you're taking on one, two guys, yeah. you know. Um, okay, here's one more NFL thing that I want to pursue with you ahead of any games played by either team. Better record this year. Buccaneers with Tom Brady, Patriots with Cam Newton. Oh, Buccaneers. No, not even a doubt. I mean, okay. the Patriots are, are kind of cleaning house a little bit and low-key, I think, retooling and rebuilding their team. Uh, the Patriots are going to struggle. Okay. I'd be surprised that the Patriots – now, struggle relative to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Struggle for the Patriots is 10-6. and six. Yeah, because – well, you know, you have the Jets and the Dolphins yeah. in, in your division. Yeah. Bills so, are getting better. Well, the Bills will probably win the AFC East, in my opinion. I think the Patriots – Likely eight and eight. They have a good year, nine and seven. Fantastic. All right. Uh, time to work in uh, a few of our sponsors. We want to remind you about uh, Chrissy at AUI. And having talked with Chrissy recently, what I did not know is that AUI not only helps companies, but they help individuals. Did you know that when you go to, what is it, healthcare.gov, the government website to get your uh, health insurance, that you're already paying for a consultant? They're counting on you clicking around or calling and talking to someone online. So when you call AUI to do that for you, to give you the answers that you're looking for health insurance-wise, you're not going to pay Chrissy any more than you'd already pay if you're booking it through uh, healthcare.gov. But you're going to get expertise, a friendly face, a real person, a name, rather than a phone menu and rather than you know clicking around in this endless, ah, this is not where I want to be type thing companies same type of deal Chrissy and AUI are compensated by the companies they put you with so they have all the answers they know all the answers they're really great people wonderful heart for people so AUI info individuals or companies right now is the time open enrollments coming up or it's in the midst of happening so make sure that you go with the experts at auiinfo.com there you see their banner on my laptop auiinfo.com remember it auiinfo.com all right uh, governor DeWine yesterday uh, added to the hopes of Buckeye fans when he was hit with a question about Ohio State football. Uh, he says he talked to Gene Smith, and Gene Smith, quote, told me it's still in play, meaning fall football. It's your still very much a possibility. Well, I think people would be happy about November. I think you and I think November's a little ridiculous because I don't think you can be a legit playoff No. Uh, participant if you're four games into a season when births are doled out. But I think the sooner, my friends, they just want football. They want the sooner they can get it, the better. They'd love to have it October 10th. They'd love to have it in Thanksgiving if they want, you know, if that's the best yeah, they can do. They, they have to make a decision by Friday, or I, I don't think it's you don't have enough time to get your team properly prepared and See, trained. if they'd make it, when do they need to decide? See, I don't think October 10th is problematic if you decide by three weeks ahead. Three weeks enough to get ready for an opener, is it not? It's not ideal, but it's enough, isn't it? Three weeks. Yeah, I mean, three three weeks, yeah, it's it's pushing it. it um, I think you'd have to use a lot of players. Uh, well, we I mean, got them, brother. I, I was we got plenty of them. Yeah, I was thinking from my perspective uh, when I played – yeah, probably three and a half, four weeks. We got ready to play our first yeah, game. That's what fall camp used to be. Yeah. So I, I, 
Yeah, but that's why I'm saying that by Friday you have to then start Saturday to give these guys. Well, they're already starting. They're already practicing. They're not out there. They're out there for an hour. They're limited to 12 okay. hours a week. Yeah, that's not that's not typical. for everything. Yeah, I know for everything, meetings and everything, lifting and everything. Yeah, but I I don't think it's dead yet. Dan Patrick's been on the front of this, and he uh, DP is you know ascended to a, a lofty perch in the profession where he's usually not wrong on this stuff, which differentiates him from most media people people, and he's consistent, which definitely differentiates him from most media people. So DP says that he's now less optimistic about Big Ten football. His source tells him that Michigan and Michigan State will not play. Illinois and Northwestern will not play. Maryland and Rutgers will not play. And I could see that happening. And then he says that hardly gives you enough to have a league. I think it gives you plenty to have a league. Gives you, what, eight Eight left? teams. you got seven games. So then you have to. what you have to do is I would do a, a home-and-home schedule. With somebody? Yeah, I would do a home-and-home with uh, – I would try to get ten games Try in. to get ten? So I'd try to do a home-and-home. Uh, and maybe I'd base it off. Uh, I I don't know how I would base it, but I think they were talking about a home and home schedule. Play, maybe play the teams in yeah. your division home and home. So yeah, I I mean I don't know what the motivation between what the motivation between Michigan and Michigan State. I I have no idea what their motivation is not to play Maryland and Rutgers. Uh, Maybe they're thinking, okay, well, we can, you know, have a restart the program. Who cares if they don't play? Right. I don't care if they play. And Northwestern, I mean, they're very aware of, what, what do we call that? What do you call being woke? Idealistic. They're very idealistic. In idealistic. I- Illinois, I, I, I have no idea. I just think it's you're doing the people a disservice of not at least trying because – the hypocrisy is screaming when you can say, get your rear end in a dorm room or in a dorm or on campus where there's 40,000 kids, and that's safe to do that, but in a, in a somewhat protected environment where you're exposed to regular testing, I can't do it. Can't do it. I, I mean, I, I just don't, I mean, I, logically, I... I don't know how they're going to explain this, and maybe that's an explanation for the silence. Yeah, they don't best not to try to explain it if you can. Like, I got to give you the this week in coronavirus craziness. I have two friends who go to Wittenberg in uh, Springfield. They are basically prisoners in their dorms. They're not allowed to go anywhere. They snuck home for a weekend, and they told me that if they were found out by school administration they would have to quarantine for 14 days and they are asked to wear masks in the shower in the shower in the shower masks in the shower and i said to them well i would not wear a mask in the shower and if they sanctioned me what for part of not, the body you're supposed to wear the mask on not, in the shower <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> if they sanctioned me, called me into a meeting and said, hey, you're not wearing a mask in the shower, I would say, well, now we have a bigger problem because you have a camera on me in the shower? Yeah. I'm going to own this place. Yeah. You know, I don't think they want to call you on that. So it's just, come on. I, 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 I'll have my mask on tonight at soccer. Well, yeah. And the minute I, mean, I step out of my car so that I don't have... A violation and causes my daughter's team to forfeit. The no, game. congratulations to Katie Hooley by being named Athlete of the Week. Yeah, the uh, Max Preps Ohio Athlete of the Week. 
with a well couple done. other kids. She can now eat dinner for a week. She can now eat, yes. I'm with it. allowing her to stop practicing to take a meal. She can do maybe help you with a household chore maybe. around here. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Fix her upper. Maybe. Uh, by the way, upstairs for Mr. Spielman is two fresh cartons of Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee. They are enjoying... Uh, to a great degree, the coffee, the war? coffee wars at the Spielman House. Yes, <laughs> they have supplied you amply with your favorite, which is Hunter's Blend. Well, first of all, and that's not blend. my favorite. Oh, but it's now your wife's favorite. Yes. I forgot. So yeah. again, She's once I dish, do, ditch the Drek. Give, give, give. Bruce. Which has a very uh, you know well known you name, but you, doesn't taste as well. Oh, I love all the coffees except one. I hope they didn't get mad. No at me Java either. Blues. They were not mad yesterday when I said he'd prefer no Java Blues. They were like, "That's fine. We have tons and tons of flavors. <laughs> Bound that one is not his favorite." All right. Yeah. No, they're doing great things at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, coffee from around the world, and then the growers get more money. They do great things in their local community, Indonesia, uh, Thailand. Uh, I believe Ethiopia heard some really cool stories about some of the people that are the growers in those lands. Paul, Grace, Andy, great people at Hemisphere, and they have been uh, extremely pleased with the number of loyal customers they have gained through the We Tackle Life podcast, and they want to return that loyalty to you by giving you a 15% discount when you use the promo code WETACKLE in all caps when you order at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Follow them on Twitter at HCR Coffee. Go to their Facebook page and find out more about their mission to do great things around the world and at the same time to bring you the tastiest coffee ever. Great gift idea, actually. Yeah, uh, and by the way, they have uh, many gift packs with teas and chocolates and coffees and coffee variety packs and all that, which you'll also find on their website, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Actually, uh, my sister-in-law was uh, texted... Uh, her family yesterday, I'm part of that, obviously, mm-hmm. and her husband's birthday's coming up, and she has no idea what to get him. So, it's of course, I said, here's what you can do. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> you here. can get a Hemisphere coffee. You can get a gift bag of the Spielman CBD. Spielman CBD. He, he would like all of that. Uh, you would be smart to change your ener- energy to volunteer energy. Absolutely. And maybe go pick him out a new Mazda or Subaru. That would be excellent. <laughs> What more could a man ask for? My birthday's coming up. I'd take any or all of that. Absolutely. Fantastic. Uh, We have a very um, special, in all seriousness, a very special faith segment today because both Chris and I were uh, deeply impacted uh, by an email that we received yesterday. So uh, I don't know about you. Did you... uh, I had a hard time sleeping last night, not because I was troubled, but because I felt a burden to really respond well to uh, the email. Which I we'll actually get to had here a momentarily. conversation with Carrie about this and got her wisdom because, like Sherry, uh, it's so cool to get perspective mm-hmm. on your wife's wisdom, mm-hmm. right? Just like they get your perspective. It's so cool. And she actually wrote me a response this morning that I will read. And um, she's a little, she's tough. Tough love. Well, sometimes we need tough love. And uh, sometimes we, um, I mean, God disciplines us. So that's okay. All right. So before we get into that, I, uh, I want to tell you about our friends at Willis Spangler Starling. They're our attorney firm. 
Uh, Stan Kelly, all the attorneys at Willis Spangler Starring do a great job. They're big fans of Hemisphere Coffee Roasters Coffee, too. It's what we do. We introduce people. We do business with people we really like. We do business with people we really trust. And when you're talking about an attorney, it better be somebody you trust. You want to be represented by somebody who has integrity and character and expertise. They know the law, whatever your legal need is, whether it's personal injury, whether it's something important like a will or an estate plan or a trust, whether it's navigating through the murky waters of workers' compensation. There are a lot of things out there that, you know, you can get taken advantage of or you can be uh, someone who doesn't have your rights protected if you don't consult with someone who has your best interests at heart and who has a devotion to the law and doing things right. And I would argue when you couple it with uh, the compulsion to reflect integrity and character in your life because of your faith, then, well, then you've got a home run. And that's Willis Spangler Starling Attorneys. Uh, online, willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. All right, let's transition into the faith portion of the podcast. And do you want to uh, do a disclaimer now or shall yeah, we insert uh, it later on? No, I'll do it real quick. Okay. Um, this, all, the, all the thoughts that I share on this are not a re- reflection or the thoughts of Fox Sports or NFL on Fox or anything to do with Fox. This is all my personal opinions, and so I just want to make that clear. Yeah, the, nothing that Chris and I say on the podcast is a reflection on our sponsors or on any entity that we work for, no. whether it's, in my case, Press Pros Magazine, in Chris's case, Fox Sports, the Spielman Fund. Yeah. We're coming at this from a heartfelt position, and, uh, you know, we... Um, but it's also live, and we're doing a live thing, and sometimes we're not, we don't rehearse it, we don't have a script. Um, so we ask Grace, and we ask you to understand that. So in that vein, I received an email last night uh, from a gentleman named Tom. And uh, the start of his email got my attention. Yeah. And the start of his email says, Bruce, I am a fraud. So he says he's listening to our podcast from last week when Chris related a story from a funeral you attended. When you talk to someone who, listen, listening to the inspiration and the testimonies about the person who passed away caused this person you were having a conversation with to question their impact on the world. So Tom heard that, and he said this. The reason I call myself a fraud, I have a small business. Uh, he helps high school athletes. Uh, received scholarship offers. He's been successful in that business. Mm -hmm. He says, all I do every day is encourage kids and talk to them about believing in themselves and the positive impact they're having, to trust God, to lead them in their lives, and to give their best effort in their relationship with God, family, friends, and their academics, and in their sports. He says, despite doing that, his own faith in God is 100% circumstantial. He said, when things are going well, God's awesome. When things aren't going well, then he really struggles. Fear, uncertainty, and regret run my life all day, every day, and I am lost as to how to get out of this never-ending tornado of those thoughts that swirl in my mind every waking moment. Wow. He says, about 15 years ago, I am sure I heard God tell me to make my business a 501c3 nonprofit because it would allow me to reach more kids 15 years ago. And what have I done about it? Nothing. Why? Fear. The questions he asked himself include, how will I ever make a living doing that? How will I ever keep my total lack of belief in God and in myself away from kids and parents so they don't see right through me when I tell them to believe in God and in themselves? 
And how do I even get started with a nonprofit? He said, suffice to say, the fear, uncertainty, and lack of trust in God have paralyzed me to inaction Mm. 15 years ago, and I've not moved an inch toward doing what I'm sure God's telling me to do. He says, this has inspired bitterness toward himself, not only for what I haven't done, but what I should have done. And he said, sometimes that bitterness comes out toward others. I'm telling kids to believe and trust God and stay strong. And I shake my head in disbelief at what a waste I am every day. He said, the guy Chris referenced is not alone. He's not alone in the lack of direction or questioning himself. And regardless of what others say, it's much easier for me to believe the bad things I tell myself about myself over and over than it is to believe anything good. I wish I knew how to change, how to be consistent in those strategies and stay strong in faith. But I don't see how that's possible. I envy those who can do it and at least somewhat have it figured out. If you or Chris have any advice or insight, let me know. Thanks for taking the time to read this. Thank you for what you both do to help lost souls like me every day. So I emailed him back, and I thanked him for his transparency and his honesty. And I said I would pray about it, and I did. And I sent it to you, which I don't send every email to you. We, we try to react to some of them cold on the air. But I felt like it was important for you to have time to think about it, pray about it, seek wisdom of people like your wife, Carrie, as I did with uh, Sherry on this, because I think our, our response is important. And um, you and I both take our role in this part of the podcast seriously. Uh, very seriously. And, you know, I don't pretend to have all the answers. I think anything that I say from this point on is going to be based off of my experience mm-hmm. and my life experience. And believe it or not, I've been where he is. I believe you. I don't know. Maybe you have. Right. No, you're absolutely right. You've been where he is. Yep. And um, his honesty is refreshing. And I would say this, that he's not, we're not going to lie to God. This became abundantly clear. He clearly, I think he makes a mistake when he says, he clearly believes in God. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's a lack of trust. You wouldn't feel this burden ongoing if right. you weren't devoted to God right. and really desiring to please right. Him. It, it just you know you would you would say that I'm doing good things and that's it. And I think a couple of things: the concept of grace. We've talked about it on this show before, and it's so. The first thing that came to my mind was grace. And I reflected on on going to confession and saying that, you know, I can give grace, but I can't receive it. And the priest told me, you can't give anything if you don't have it. Mm. So, you know, so um, I think for him, he has to understand the concept of grace. He has to realize that every time that he's beating himself up, every time that he gets bitter, all he does is drag Jesus through the streets and crucifies him again and again and again and again. What he's saying is that the one time on a cross was not enough. And where clearly scriptures in Jesus himself and everybody connected in that world, which we are, have to get the understanding that it is finished. It's over. It is it's finished. It's done. And to Tom, 
you have won. Now I get your bitterness. I was a bitter man for a long time. I get what anger is and frustration and desperation and being caught up in that tornado. I get being mad at God. I've, I've been in uh, my house or in a room uh, raising my fists in anger and, and screaming at God, what are you doing? Enough. What? You don't love me. Why, why, why the torment? Why, why, do you, why do you keep torturing me? Why do I keep going through this self? So, sir, you are not a fraud. You have tremendous insight. You are a human being like me, like Bruce, and like every other person. So what your email um, brings to light is a strong testimony of why we need forgiven for our sins. So your email to me was enlightening. Your email to me was motivational because it reminded me because I read me in your email of why I need God. So you are not alone. You're our Bruce. You are me. In fact, you're every other human being. And this is going to sound a little harsh, but I needed to hear it when my friend, Dave Pash, those of you who know Dave Pash from the NBA or mm-hmm. college football, Dave Pash is, is a, is a, was raised Jewish, is Jewish, and Dave is a, a born-again Christian. He was the one that pointed out to me how selfish I am. And I, and I was so mad at him. I said, don't you understand that I got to try to make this right with God? Mm. I said, you ain't making anything right with God. God made it right with you. Yeah. The only thing you keep doing is hanging him up and pounding another freaking nail in him. Because you're telling him that's not enough. I got to crucify you again. I got to crucify you again. And my advice to Tom is that you're fine. You're doing good things. Just because 15 years ago you thought or maybe you were sure, maybe it wasn't so sure. If you're doing good things and you see God working, using you under this mist of trials and tribulations that you're going through to help other kids then you're doing good things. Okay? Now, as far as a nonprofit, you don't have to start a nonprofit. You can support something that is nonprofit. It's okay for you to earn a living. Yes, it is. That's one of the good news things I was going to tell you. It's okay for you to do what you do because I know that you genuinely care. I think I met this gentleman before. I Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. I, I feel like I have. I know that you genuinely care. And that's something to be celebrated. But you can get involved. And and my wife, Carrie, we heard this uh, homily from a priest. Remember I told you the one about it's time for you to get out of the boat. And by getting out of the boat, it's a reference to Peter. When Peter got out of the boat, and what did he do? He started sprinting across the water to God. And then when he took his eyes off God, what happens? He sank. And what God do? What Jesus do? Said, "Ye have little faith." And what did he do though? He picked s- him up. Picked him up. Yep. It's never too late. You can you can screw up. You can get mad at God. Who was it? Jacob that wrestled with God yep. all night long, yep. and you know he's not going to win. Right. 
I've been in those wrestling matches. I was begging. I want a shot at the title, God. Yeah. I want a shot at the title. That's how angry I was. So you are not alone, brother. You are not alone. Nope. God's waiting there with you with open arms. He's, he's knocking at the door, you know? And you have to let your angerness, in, or angerness, another created new word, bitterness and anger, mm-hmm. you have to let it go. Let it go. And you can, and it's not too late, and you're doing good things, and just readjust. You can do this. The difference I see here is that Tom has been doing good things, but he's felt a burden, a call in his heart to, do, to trust God. More trust. God's asking Tom for more trust. Are you willing to take this step? I've prospered you in your business. First of all, Tom, I would say God's gifted you. He's gifted you with the ability oh my to do gosh. what you do. What, what you do thing. is not easy. You, you are helping kids, okay? So let yourself up on that. You are helping. Now, I believe, but this is something you have to believe in your heart. Don't let Chris or I tell you what to do. No. You have to, this is between you and God. If you have a wife, a family, whatever. But you have to be certain Whatever your next step is, if you want to convert to a nonprofit. As Chris said, the good news of a nonprofit, and we know many people, including former Buckeyes, two all site, Joel Pent and Roy Hall, who are doing great things yeah. for young people in the community, and they pay themselves a fair salary. I know another gentleman, my friend Patrick, who does great things with a company called Marketplace Solutions throughout the world. It's a nonprofit, but it is, Patrick, you know, pays himself a salary. You're entitled to do that. So I would encourage you to find a specialist in nonprofits and find out that it's not necessarily what you might think it is. But God's gifted you with an ability to help people, help young people. So he's equipped you, okay? Oh my gosh, he's been given such a great opportunity and a great gift but and God, patience. But God does not, a friend of mine said this to me a long time ago, God does not call the equipped. He equips yeah. the called. So if he's calling you to do something beyond your comfort zone, where Mr. Spielman spent more than a decade, where I've been spending the last few years, he will give you the strength, the, the provision, the insight, the wisdom, the comfort, and all the things you need. The Bible tells us God that Jesus and God give us everything we need for life and godliness. Life you know, food, shelter, clothing, pay our bills, all those things, and godliness, being like him. Your story, Tom's story, reminds me of Jonah. God wanted Jonah to go and evangelize Nineveh. <laughs> yeah, Jonah he didn't want to go. I'm not going, not going, not going, not going. <laughs> and so, you know what happened to Jonah. Um, what Tom's email reflects to me is a lack of inner peace. And that's a tough place to be because I've been there and Chris has been there. We've all been there, Tom. You're not alone. But here's the great news, and I have this as my pinned tweet because it is miraculous to me that this is true, not just in my life but in everyone's life. And here's what I have on the top of my Twitter. Jesus is the only person who knows the real me, including that side of me I'm most ashamed of. Yes, And he loves me anyway, (laughs) enough to die in my place so I can spend eternity with him in paradise. Amazing grace indeed. Jesus knows, Tom, your inner turmoil, whether you have turned God's voice off for 15 years or not, Jesus knows and you know. There's a verse in 1 Peter that I uh, 
was been, was blessed to have my friend Tony uh, teach on uh, this past Sunday. And I don't mean this harshly, I uh, but I, I want to explain it. It's 1 Peter 5.5. 5. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So when we're proud, we fight against God. But think about that. Do you want God as an opponent? I don't. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I mean, but he's, God's all powerful. I'm he's not all gonna knowing. Win. We can't yeah. gonna win. You don't want God as an opponent. But the back half of that is the beautiful part. He gives grace to the humble. The humble, humility means you're submitting. Submission. Your mission is sub under God's mission. You're willing to put your mission under his mission. Probably your struggle, Tom, is making money for your family. Nonprofit scares you. I get that. But your mission must be sub. It must be under. It must in, You must indicate submission. Because as I've said before, and I didn't come up with this. This is my friend Bruce, who's a missionary, who says the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is self-sufficiency. Don't need God. I'll take care of it. So that's why, Tom, I think... I think you don't have inner peace with what you're doing. And I think there's a peace out there for you, but I don't want to mislead you. There may be struggle out there for you too. Oh, there I... may be struggle out there for you. God may want to teach you something through an upcoming struggle. It may I don't mean to I don't want you to convert your business and think it's gonna be all roses and sunshine and How balloons. How much have you struggled this past oh, year? Oh man. <laughs> Big time. How much have you grown? I've seen growth Big in time. you. I mean, big time. I, 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 and I don't mean that to toot my own no, horn. I just mean that it's, no. it's been good for me to be humbled. <laughs> really good for me to be humbled. And I'm not perfect. You say, well, I heard you say this last week. Yeah, I keep, I keep screwing up. Well, can I, from the, the time we got let go or canceled yeah. at 1057 the zone, the person that you were there, is not the person that sits before me here. The person that was there was the competitive, I'm going to win, I'm going to have it my way, I'm going to do it my way, I'm always going to do it my way. I, I know best. You have all the answers. You had anger that was not righteous anger no. at people. Yeah. And so, Tom, Bruce's growth... And this man has professed to be a Christian how many years? Really and truly, I'd say 20. 20, yeah, where you, you know, where you... Where I was really... 25, all right. where I was really dialed in, where I had a thing in my life that made me go, whoa, there's got to be more of this than that. Five years. His rear end was humbled so much that the Bruce that I see sitting here in front of me or to my right is a different man. He's a better man. He's a kinder man. Not just, he's got more inner peace than, how many years have I known you? Since wow. when, 90? When? Since uh, 2005. Oh. 2005. It only seems like longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Day is like a month. <laughs> but he's so, so I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting this, and I want to share these with you, okay? This is the promises that you have. And no matter how much time, how many times you... <laughs> You, hey, God's great. God, what are you, what are you doing? Do you, do you need help up there? Apparently, because you have no idea what's going on. You have no idea what to do. But this is what God promises you. It's in Luke. He shall give his angels charge over you in their hands. They shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Are not they uh, on, 
on one of the duties of an angel is to watch over the children of God. This is from Hebrews 1.14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? You have that. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Psalms 91.11. Do not worry about tomorrow, Tom. Just worry about today. Each day has enough trouble. Just take care of today. Just focus. Get out of the boat. Run to Jesus today. Just follow Peter's lead. And he himself said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So how many times you get angry or raise your fist at God? You're acknowledging that God is there. You acknowledge that God exists. Yep. He He can take it. Yeah, he and, sure can. And here's the other thing, too. And I, I make this um, statement all the time. Yeah, We're talking about uh, what omnipresent or om, om, omniscience om, and yeah, omnipresence. Yeah, omniscience yeah. with all-knowing, correct? All-knowing and all-powerful. So he's not... <laughs> You're not going to sit here. You can't keep secrets from him. Yeah, so let's cut that out. Yeah. And uh, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? I, I, I actually know this gentleman. And this gentleman does great work for a lot of great people. And I'm going to reach out to him today. Let me say one other thing too, Tom. You have been successful helping people i believe the authenticity of your message will magnify and grow in power and in scope it's a great testimony when you experience whatever it is you're going to experience as you resolve this thing between you and god you will be able to be more honest, more transparent with those who you have been, in your words, giving lip service to your faith, lip service to God, because then it'll be real. It'll be personal. I've experienced that in my own life. Again, though, don't hear that it's going to be comfortable. It's not comfortable, as no. I think is so well written into the... Uh, Dramatic presentation called "The Chosen," which I which I encourage everyone to watch. Jesus is quoted. What channel? Because I'm going to download it. You can get it on YouTube. It's free on YouTube. Oh, it is. Every yeah, there's eight episodes of it on the Chosen. It's a crowdfunded life of Jesus dramatic presentation, and in it, Jesus is calling the disciples, and he's calling them, and he's they're expecting this world conqueror, and he's obviously approaching his ministry totally different. And in one of the scenes, I don't, I think it's Peter says, well, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and Jesus says, get used to uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's what I love about that series is that it so personalizes Jesus. It's not, yeah. it's not Bible. It's not gospel. I'm not saying you should quote it as scripture. But it gives me a window into who Jesus right. is and how he relates to me and how his ways, as the Bible says, are higher than our ways. That reminds me of the time uh, when my, my daughter used to ride. Um, Maddie used to do the jumping and horses, yeah. right, and jumps. And horse, everything, That that's an expensive sport. I mean, you know, you have a horse, so you know the expenses of where this horse is getting massages and getting all the great DMSO and fed and uh, shoes, you know, all the things that a horse needs to do 
to perform and I'm paying for all this crap, right? And it wasn't crap, but you, you know what I mean? So I'm paying for all this. So we're at a horse show and she learned a lesson. And this is where it kind of reminds me of my mindset is a little bit like Jesus in a sense. And I'm not saying this, oh, look at me. I'm just saying it as something that people can relate to. She she did a thing and she knocked down like two poles, which you're done once you knock down poles, right? You don't have a clean ride, you're done. I mean, you know a little bit about yep. that. So she rides off and I, I and people laugh at this story now. She laughs at it because it taught her a lesson. I said, hey, how you doing today? You okay? wasn't the horse's fault. It was her fault. How you doing? You okay today? Everything all right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, that wasn't what, what happened out there. I don't know. I'm a little tired. And I looked at her and with not, not anger, but with strong convictions. Well, get on tired. Yeah. Because there's an investment in you. Yeah. And it's like Jesus telling Peter, get used to it. Yeah. You're going to be uncomfortable. Get used to it. Doesn't matter. Get on tired. Get used to uncomfortable. But here's what I would say, Tom, that should be very exciting for you because I can tell you have a heart to do life right. He does. I know this guy. He does. Here's what's exciting God wants to partner with you. <laughs> He's calling you because he really you, wants to partner with you. He really does. Doesn't want to fight with you. <laughs> you've been doing it. He's gifted you and you've been doing it in your own strength. And man, dude, the, the voice of doing it in your own strength is talking to you right now. I've said before, it's one of the most amazing ways God spoke me in my life through a friend when he said, Bruce, do you believe God goes before you? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, I don't. Mm -hmm. And I said, what? And he goes, Bruce, God can't go before you. You're always in front. <laughs> he can't get in front of you. <laughs> that's true <laughs> and i was like wow yeah guilty uh, Tom, god wants to partner with you and i hope that excites you i hope this has been instructive to you um thank you for your email and i think and tom i think you're right i think your transparency i truly believe will help other guys and other people oh, this who is listen gonna to be, this. I can't wait. Goes, oh. I mean, it's true in Chris and my life. It's Chances are it's true in many people's lives who yeah. are listening right now. Hey, and, and for me, it's probably, I was like that for probably the first 35 years of my life. For Bruce, first 55 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bruce was no. a, hey God, I'll I'll be your lead blocker. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. I Don't got worry, it. I got this. <laughs> Follow me over here. Like, Very good, sir. Like like Samuel, only opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, God, your servant speaks. <laughs> Everybody have a great day. Uh, Chris is off to San Francisco. Pray for his safety and sanity. And uh, we'll yes. talk to you again on Friday when we'll draw four winners for COVID-19 relief. Get those nominations in. Spielman Hooley Podcast at gmail.com. All views expressed on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast are those of the hosts and should not be construed as an endorsement by sponsors or employees of the hosts regarding anything said today.